Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Forerunners Podcast. Today, we welcome Drew Midland. Drew is known in our area not only for being a phenomenal runner, but also someone who for more than a decade has provided customers with an incredible retail experience at running, etc. If you've ever had the pleasure of running into Drew, you know that he's so much more than a great runner and so much more than somebody who can provide great customer service. He is an amazing person who's kind and humble. Before we get into the first part of our interview, I really want to just tell a story about my first interactions with Drew. Um, I started to run about two years ago and I didn't know what I was doing and I knew I needed some kind of apparel or running shoes. Um, so I went to run in etc. And he's one of the first people I met, and he was always very friendly and helpful. Um, I remember one time in particular, though, it was turning cold, and I didn't know anything about running in the cold. I had just come into a little bit of money from an inheritance that I got, and I came in there pretty openly willing to spend quite a bit of money on whatever apparel I needed for cold running. Drew was there, and... I basically said to him that I was willing to buy six or seven pairs of tights or pants if need be, but I wanted his advice on, on what I should get. So he knew that I was willing to uh, drop all my money on long sleeve shirts or fleeces and, and lots of pants if I needed to, to be able to run five to six days a week. And Drew was really honest with me and told me that you only need one or two pairs of pants for the cold, that your goal is to not sweat. You want to dress right and be able to use some of those clothes over and over again so that you don't have to wash clothes every single night or every other day. So I was really impressed with the fact that even though he could have upsold me, that he just told me the truth and, and really helped me out. When this retail guy didn't upsell me, I knew that he was just a straight up good person. It was obvious. Um, a couple weeks later, I went to the Resolution 5K. This was 2018, I believe, or it was the first day of 2019. And everybody was warming up and doing their little jogs and, and uh, A skips and B skips. And then we all lined up. And I saw Drew run up like at the last second. I was like, oh, okay, he's running this race too. And when I crossed the finish line, like after like 24 or 25 minutes, I asked my wife, I was like, who finished first? And she was like, I think that guy, that guy Drew from running at Cetera finished first. And I was like, oh, he's that good of a runner? So before I even knew that Drew was a great runner, I knew that he was a great person. And I think that's what makes Drew special, that even if he wasn't running, he would draw people to him because he's so kind and so humble. And I think during this interview, you'll get really get a sense of his kindness and his humility and how those things kind of uh, make him great. Almost every single time that I come in contact with Drew Midland, I walk away after the interaction feeling like I'm somehow a better runner, whether it's through advice he gave me, whether it's through an encouragement he gave me, he makes me feel like I gain knowledge. 
just by brushing shoulders with him. And I think that after we hear his stories and his history, that we'll all feel like somehow, because of this, we're better runners. That's just the way it is when you come in contact with Drew. So without further ado, here's part one of our interview with Drew Midland. We hope you enjoy. We're going to start off from the beginning and talk about uh, running and childhood because I think you started as a child, right? I did, yeah. Uh, So my mom would tell the story that I think I was four or five at the time and my grandparents lived in Missouri, in rural Missouri, and the backyards, uh, the neighborhood didn't have any fences and I would run just all the way down the road, turn around, come back, run all the way back. And uh, my grandpa and my mom were sitting out there and my mom said, you know, I just loves to run. And my grandpa said, you know, normal kids get tired. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, he's like, yeah, he's gonna be a marathoner one day. And he was right. But I, yeah, I loved to run when I was a kid. That was my favorite part of every sport, baseball, basketball, soccer. Uh, and then we were in Omaha at the time, but mm-hmm. I was in uh, second grade. So however old that makes me. And I did my first mile. It was part of the, the time, I think it was the Omaha Distance Festival. And it's, right. now it's the Omaha Marathon. But they literally have a kid's mile, a 5K, a 10K, a 10-miler, and a marathon. Oh, okay. All on the same day. So yeah. it was just this huge festival, and it kind of made you want to do it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and then came here, started with uh, New Energy with the Tyler Striders when my mom had no clue how to burn off my extra energy. And she saw this ad in the Beacon in the Virginia Pilot. And... Uh, I went out there, we played all kinds of games, we uh, ran around Mount Trashmore, just around the hill, around the lake, and uh, I was like fourth grade, fifth grade, we ran cross country, we did all that kind of stuff. Um, it was a ton of fun, and it kind of grew from there. That's awesome. My my daughter just did New Energy yeah. this year, and she really liked it. So, you've always been interested in running. Were your parents runners? Yeah, so my dad ran in high school. He was... Uh, he said a frustrated quarter miler so you know back then they didn't and that sounds like he's old uh they had the 440 and then the 880 uh and the mile right and so he really wanted to run the 440 and he went out for practice and the coach said we already have enough 440 runners you're gonna run the 880 so he ran the half mile and he was pretty good um he didn't have a very good coach Comparative to the knowledge that we have now, they they would do long runs. It would be the entire circumference of the town, and it was two miles. Uh, and he hated doing the long run. Uh, gotcha. And so anyway, and then and then he gained, I think, a love for running when he was uh, after he was in college, and uh, he started to run with a group when he was uh, when I was born in, in 1987. We were living in Kansas, and he started running with a group that did five miles at lunch every day, and he started to run with them, and then. He really enjoyed, I think, the camaraderie of it, right? Yeah. Because yeah. uh, you know, after after high school, you don't get that. Yeah. If you do, unless you unless you're um, doing recreational sports, uh, which you know you have to be relatively competitive to do that kind of stuff. Running, you can just do anywhere. Um, and so he he loved that aspect of it, and I think that kind of grew to me. Yeah. So so he seeing him run inspired you to run some. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, subconsciously, right? I. <laughs> um, 
I wanted to beat him in basketball, but my dad's 6'3". I'd never beat him in basketball. That's totally <laughs> my, my brother's 6'3", yeah. and I can't beat him in much of anything. So, so, so uh, But I could beat him in running. So, <laughs> Nice. Uh, yeah. Um, so you went on. You, you obviously, there's a meme going around of you of a track picture for, from your senior year. So yeah. you obviously ran track in high school, but you went on to college to run, right? I, I did, yeah. So I ran in, uh, I, was, I went to Ocean Lakes and I ran uh, high school cross country track. Um, and that, I, those are probably some of my fondest memories running yeah. right in this area. Because when you're in high school, that's when you're first learning about first landing and um, you know, the, the track workouts and all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. Uh, but then, yeah, I ran at William and Mary, um, and so just up the road, and uh, got to be on a team that was really, really good, um, and be one of the guys on the team. Right, like I was never the guy on the team, yeah. um, and so that really college running was an appreciation for what the world of running really is, and the fact that I'm just a piece of it, right? Yeah, uh, and that there are so many people that are so talented at this sport um and i get to you know witness that yeah. all the time uh yeah. but but in college man there were some fast guys on our team sub four minute milers guys that run 13 minutes in the 5k um and i would oh. just you know, oh watch gosh. them at workouts from 100 meters away yeah um, so did you mainly do track or did you also do cross country so i did both yeah cross country i probably enjoyed cross country the most um because you got to run longer, right? Yeah, so in cross yeah. country, you got to run. In high school, you got to run the 5K. In college, you got to run 8K and 10K. Um, and then in track, it was it was shorter distances. So I, I ran the 5K mostly. Um, but for cross country, it's it's a little bit more, um, I don't know what the term would be now, open source, right? Yeah. Like everybody's doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. There isn't any specialization. Gotcha. So... Um, it, it, track it gets monotonous it's a long season yeah. um where cross country it's a single focus you're on a team everybody's contributing to one goal rather than in track you know you can have an individual highlight in track and feel good mm -hmm. um team highlights are harder to come by right where cross country it's a team effort and you 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 live and die by that which is which is cool yeah i've actually i'm so new to to running that I've actually never seen what cross country looks like until I think Scott Ward or somebody posted a video, yeah, and I realized. And then I saw some some YouTube stuff of the uh, the big race. They were all wearing like rainbow colors. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. But there's this huge group of people that just go. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. When the it's, when the gun goes. Yeah, cross country is more of a physical sport, right? Yeah. Track is a finesse sport. Mm -hmm. uh, track, even in uh, the hundred meter dash you're all in individual lanes and you're pushing yourself as hard as you can. But in cross country, it's a field and uh, there, it funnels down. You, you start, you know, 200 people across a line and you funnel down to where you can fit two people across. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't get your elbows out and you're not pushing and shoving, they're going to trample it you. It gets that physical? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Goodness. I mean, I, like, not for the entire race. You're just race. trying to get some space. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you can... It's it, like a rude 5K, like where... It, it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, when people talk about, uh, you know, people cutting them off and stuff like that, it, it, to me, that's part of racing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, that's I grew up. Uh, that's how I raced. Um, and you, you got spiked. You came back. You were bloody at the end of a race. Um, if you fell down, they didn't. You know, nobody was there to, to pick you back up. So, um, and it's muddy, and you fell, and it, I mean, it's just it's just great. Yeah, right? that's that sounds crazy. I know that uh, 
the mud in your eyes coming up like this weekend, yeah. I think. And yeah, there's, yeah. I think it's three weekends in a row. So it looks really fun, and I'd, I'd love to run it. But Yeah, and if, if the nastier the weather, the better. If it rains, oh, yeah. if it snows, if it's, yeah, it's that's that's how you do cross country. Nice. <laughs> so I, I have here, um, I wonder what it's like for you to have trans to have transitioned from uh, from collegiate running and across or cross country and track into road running. But was there a transition? Because it sounds like you were with the Striders for you've been with the Striders for a long time. So it yeah. sounds like you've run road races. Have you run road races that whole time? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. my 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 first race right in in Omaha was uh, a road you know kids yeah. mile race. Um, and then uh, I I. When we, we got here, and when we moved to Virginia, my first race in Virginia would have been uh, the turkey trot. Yeah. Um, and so it's still at Mount Trashmore in the same place. Uh, that race is, is a piece of nostalgia for me. So um, I met like I met my, my best man at my wedding uh, on the starting line of that race, right? Like, I, so that was, you know, ran the mile when in I was In fifth a kid. grade? Yeah. Goodness gracious. Yeah, That's yeah, a good yeah. friendship right there. Yeah, we have a picture pretty cool of, nice. of the moment uh, nice. that we met. But... Um, yeah, so we, um, my family, especially um, when I was in high school, right? My mom would take me to practice at New Energy when I was a kid, and she got bored because uh, running is not a spectator sport. Yeah, um, not like soccer when you want your little kids running around and stuff. Yeah. So um, she got bored, and so she started running. Right, my sister when she got into college, um, then she was looking for an outlet to exercise and do something different. And she started running. Uh, and my, my dad was always a runner, right? So then it was a family thing, right? So like after college, um, I, I still I still believe this to be true. I don't know if it's 100% true, but I think my sister's done as many, if not more half marathons than I have. Um, nice. And so she, you know, we would go, um, when I was a kid, we'd go to races and my sister would be the support crew, right? Cause she didn't, she didn't run when we were, when we were little. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, then when I got out of college, then I, I wasn't running road races maybe as much. Then um, I would be the sport crew, right? Like so, I'd be there cheering for my sister, holding her gear, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then and then I got into doing road races as well. And then that was <clears throat> that was our family reunion, sort of. I mean, we all live here, so we all you know get together quite a bit. But that was that was a fun weekend. Was you know get to go do Shamrock together. And so no, it wasn't a. It wasn't a transition necessarily. Like certainly the training yeah. is a transition because I went from uh, in college it's almost a job yeah. to to be on a on a sports team in college, right? Mm-hmm. Like you you get up and you uh, get ready to go run and you run in the morning and then you run in the afternoon. Not every day, but some days. And then you know, you're in the gym, you're lifting, you're doing this, and it was four hours a day sometimes every day of the week, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then. After that, I, I I took some time away from running, right? Like I, I took probably a good six months where I didn't run a step. Oh, really? Uh, and then my mom signed us up for uh, the Cherry Blossom Ten Miler oh, up in okay. DC, and she said, "Drew, you're doing this race. Let's go." And uh, I was like, "I got to train for this." So I did a five mile run, a six mile run, an eight mile run uh, in like the three weeks before that. Terrible idea, but I had a great time, and you know, I was like, "Well, this seems like." This is where you know my my people are, right? Yeah. This is this is. This you probably is needed a sabbatical, you know, after yeah. after that. Yeah, I mean, when when running got to be something that I had to do, yeah. rather than something I wanted to do. Yeah. And I've had times in that 
you know, since college, I've had times uh, in my life where, where it's felt like that. Yeah. Um, but that was that was the big moment, right? Where I was like, hey, I gotta get, I gotta get away from this for a little bit. Yeah. Um, to really appreciate it. All right. Let's let's move on to um, your career at running, etc. Because yeah. on your Instagram account, it looks like you've been there for a long time, dude. Yeah. So I kind of conned my way into that job. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Not a hundred percent, but okay. So. Um, that was where we got shoes. Uh, you know, Mike is um, just uh, the pinnacle of running in this area, right? Like he knows everybody, he knows everything uh, mm-hmm. about running. If you have a question about it, he uh, knows about it and he has an opinion on it and um, he can talk to you for days about anything. Um, so we were in high school, we had to do this project and it had to be either uh, like medical or science. So. Um, I convinced my school that uh, I should do it on running-related injuries and how footwear plays a role in that. And so then I went to Mike and I said, hey, I got to do this project and um, I'll come to running, etc. I'll be a fly on the wall. You don't have to do anything. I'll do anything. Uh, and I, I just have to be here for 100 hours and you don't have to pay me. And I'll just learn, right? Internship. Right. <laughs> kind of forced, right? And so Mike was like, I don't have to pay you to... Like, I... And I'm like, no, 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 there's like zero downfall to this. Um, if it doesn't, you know, if you hate me, then just kick me out the first day, right? <laughs> so I get there the first day and he's, he's there's nothing to do because we didn't have any customers for like an hour, right? And, and uh, he's like, um, do you know how to clean a bathroom? Sure, I know how to clean a bathroom. <laughs> so I cleaned the bathroom and then I was hanging apparel and then I was cleaning out shoes and then, you know, and it, and it kind of grew from there and I learned a lot from following Mike around, uh, and I followed you know John around, and I followed Mark around, and and I, um, I met Shannon. She was working there too, and uh, and it, yeah, so that was 2005 uh, when I started there, and and then luckily, um, I I think I, I did a good diff job, um, kind of nose to the grindstone kind of thing, and mm-hmm. um, Mike said that I could stay, and um, I've stayed there ever since. Nice, because uh, you know it's. It's just a place I love to go. It's a place I love to be. Yeah. What um, what do you think makes it so special? Because yeah, I gotta say it. I have a fondness in my heart for it because when I go in there, it feels really easy mm-hmm. to shop there, and mm-hmm. it feels like sometimes you get more than uh, than you expect when you go in there in a good way. Right. So, in your opinion. What makes it so special? Like, what helps people feel that way about running, et cetera? Um, so I think Mike will always say the customers, right? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's what makes it special. And he's 100% correct. Um, there's no retail space that I've been into um, where customers interact like they do at running, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't go... To REI and start talking to everybody that's there, also shopping. Yeah. You know, you might every now and then, yeah. right? Like run into, but it doesn't happen on a regular basis. Um, where it ranks, it happens all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, oh hey, do you know this guy? Yeah, you know, have you met her? Whatever it is, right? Like, um, it's it's more of a community uh, yeah. than it is a store sometimes. Yeah. Um, and we love it. I like <clears throat> as as an employee when I first got there, like I I didn't realize how important just spending time with people there was more than than selling stuff right when i got went there to work i was like oh this is like it's going to be sales driven right like we're going to want to you know upsell everything and, and yeah and you get there and mike's like 
you know what works as well as whatever product uh, for plantar fasciitis? A baseball bat, right? You don't get that when you go into a normal retail yeah. store. They're going to sell you X, Y, and Z because it works well. Um, and it does, but baseball bat works pretty darn well too. Yeah. You roll your foot out on, right? Yeah. Um, and a lot of people have that kind of thing at home, a piece of PVC pipe or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not, it's not about that, right? It's, hey, we're going to look out for our customers. If we have your shoe that we know you love and it's on sale, we're going to tell you that, right? Like we're not going to push you to the latest, greatest, whatever, unless we think, hey, you might like this, it might help you, right? Yeah. Um, so there, that's pretty special, I think, about running, et cetera. The other thing is um, it, Mike sets this precedent um, in the store that uh, as an employee, right, you're, you're, you're family. Um, yeah. and, and we are. Uh, we're all there for each other. Um, whether you've been there for five days, or you've been there for 20 years. Um, and so you, know, you want to go in and work with the person that y- you care about, right? Like yeah. you, that, that you would... Um, go to their kid's birthday, you'd go to their, um, you know, whatever it is, if their grandparents in town, you want to see their grandparents, right? Like, it, that's different, I think, than a lot of places. Um, and that's, that's something that, you know, an employee that has moved to California and comes back for a weekend, stops in running center to say, hey. Yeah. Um, and and that's, that's a cool thing. Yeah. I think you articulated a lot of the, the things that I, I feel make it special. Yeah. Um, and I, and I trust me, I learn every day. Yeah. I learn from people that walk in through that door and, and share stories with me, um, and I, I take those home too. So like, it's yeah. not it's not just like you know you think of hey I'm going to go to this specialty running store and they're going to have the expertise. It's yeah you know, I, I, we pick it up from everybody. Yeah. Recently, running etc. Shared a post. Yeah. That had your picture and said that your hours were going to change. Yeah. Right. Going to be cut down and you were going to pursue a career in the medical field. Now, you a lot of your friends probably know what that meant, but um, I, I only know you as the great runner and the guy who is so helpful at running, etc. So for the people, what, what is, what's going on? What, what's that mean? What, do you, what med- medical career are you pursuing? So uh, that's, yeah, that's been the... I've had a couple big shifts in my life recently, uh, and um, it's really exciting, right? So um, I got married in October, uh, and that has been a ton of fun. Yes, congratulations Uh, on that. But uh, with that, um, then there's a lot of things going through your head of, you know, what's what's important in life, and Mm -hmm. and what do I want to do, and um, and it's really hard, right? Like this has been probably the hardest decision for me in my life because I don't really ever want to leave running, et cetera. Um, but I know that there's also other things I want to pursue, right? And mm-hmm. so I went back to get my uh, prereqs at TCC um, to hopefully go to uh, physician's assistant school. There's a program at EVMS. I'd love to do that. Um, but at the same time, it kind of depends on where life takes me and, yeah. and where the journey goes, right? Yeah. So I'm kind of keeping, I'm keeping an open mind. So um, education is what you're making space for right now. Right now, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So, so right now, uh, so I finished my semester at TCC and I'm kind of working on 
the next step in what I need to do to uh, get into PA school, hopefully. Um, so right now I'm, I'm at the store most days of the week. Um, and, and yeah. So and that's it hasn't the thing. affected the, it hasn't affected hours too much yet. No, 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 no. I'm still, yeah, I'm still there a lot. And, um, and Mike and Pam have been great about that. Uh, yeah. and, and I, you know, again, like it's not, I, I think even if I was, uh, going to go down a different career path and do something different, which hopefully is the, is the end goal. I would love to come back and work on a busy weekend yeah. at running center. Like I would love to just step back into that role and, and yeah. do that again too. So I don't think you'll ever, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to be there every day all the time, but I don't think I'm ever going to leave. Right. Well, I'll tell you this. When they said that I was very pleased when I've been in there a few times and you've been in there to, to help and to talk to. So I'm excited about that. That's yeah. it's it's um it's a big deal to make decisions that big, you know, for for life. I mean, like like you you found out that about me recently. I did about the same. And I, am I allowed to ask questions about you while we're on this podcast? Somebody told me not to allow you to because they <laughs> they said you might try. I yeah, that, I I want to learn more about you too, and this is really exciting about that this opportunity, right? But yeah, um, yeah, I, I like I think. It's, it's pretty crazy sometimes when you think where you were, you know, they're doing that in like whole like 2010 to 2020, right? 2000 was a big deal to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, w- I was nowhere like I am now. Yeah. Uh, and so in 10 years, in 20 years, it'll be amazing to see where I am, right? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, you know. Yeah, things change and it's, it's really an amazing thing to do something that takes courage to make such a big change. And... The effects of it and the positive outcomes of it um, are almost always worth the reward that it, that it takes. Um, yeah, and so and for the for the uh, listeners that don't know, Danny has taken quite the change from being in ministry to being a plumber, uh, and he may elaborate that at some point on this podcast. I hope he does because um, I I want to know more about his journey too. I know running is a is a recent thing in his life, but. Yeah. There's other things that there's there's a deep dive there somewhere. Oh yeah, I made a lot of changes, so it's really cool. I can I can encourage you from experience. Doing something completely out of your comfort zone is totally rewarding, even if it's becoming a plumber. I know that sounds funny, but it's not no. my dream job. But my like I told you, my dream was to, and has always been to provide for my family. So. Plumbing lets me do that, so that is my dream. Yeah, and, and you find joy in it every yeah, day, yeah. as far as I can tell. Hey, <laughs> there's some things that make me upset, but most of the time <laughs> I enjoy my job. So, uh, but so let's talk about Drew Crew. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, a little running. Uh, I don't want to say it's a running group because we're not. Well, okay, we're a running group. We're not a running club, I would say. But we're a running group. We meet on Tuesday, Thursday morning, five thirty in the morning. Uh, kind of a lot of it depends on Carl Breitweiser's schedule, but usually. Tuesday is uh, in Norfolk and Thursday is in Virginia Beach. Um, anybody's welcome. I will warn, 5.30 in the morning, not a lot of people awake. We try to be as welcoming as possible, but, uh, you know, it usually gets more welcoming as the day goes on um, as we start to wake up and get into the run. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was so I don't know exactly how it all started, but uh, Rachel Kipe was a big part of it, uh, Carl Breitweiser, Lanya Herman. Uh, so we were kind of meeting up and, and 
doing these runs. Scott Ward did join early on for a couple of runs mm-hmm. uh, and then disappeared. Uh, but we kind of just met up different places and uh, and then it kind of grew from there. Carl, you'll talk to Jill, I think, um, her, his wife, but uh, Carl's got as many stories and as much interest, I think, as, as Jill. Um, he really runs the group. I always wanted to call it not a run club uh, because not a run I, because club. it's not really a run club, right? It's just for yeah. people to meet up and run. Yeah. Um, but Scott deemed because he thought you know Drew Crew was cool. It rhymed uh, that it worked well. But it really Carl Carl does most of the planning. He does most of the anything else. So basically, it's just your namesake. It's my but... namesake, and I help a little, right? Like I'll draw up a route that we're gonna run. We usually go about five to six miles, and then uh, you know. I'll maybe suggest places to meet, but we... So it was just a group of friends that became yeah. kind of like a, a little club. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. And, you know, 5.30 in the morning, there aren't a lot of people meeting up to go run in the morning, so yeah. uh, it, it, I oversleep it many times. <laughs> um, but, you know, we, we have a good time. Well, thank you all for tuning in to part one of our interview with Drew Midland. Part two is coming straight at you next week. It'll include race stories from Drew, past and present, a story his mom wanted to make sure he told publicly, and he'll share who and what inspires him nowadays. From the bottom of my heart, I believe part two is a must listen. This is Danny, signing off. Godspeed.